0: Welcome to the new True Podcast. You're in the right place if you're ready to harness your power and live a more intentional life. I'm your host, Stephanie Hicks. I'm a clarity coach and my superpower is helping the everyday woman find and pursue her passion in simple and practical ways. I focus on increasing self-awareness, self-confidence, and self-esteem. Each episode will provide tips and motivation to guide you to awareness, acceptance, and alignment. The goal is for you to stop dreaming and start doing so that you can be your best authentic self, embracing and living your true passion. Are you ready to discover your truth? Let's dive in.
1: Hey, hey, so welcome back to... The part series for effective communication, um, we are going to just go ahead and dive in. Um, and today, I wanted to talk about the different levels of listening. Um, So now, last time, we talked about um, different types of communication um, and how when you communicate, what you need to be doing with that communication. So this time we're going to talk about how to actually listen. Um, If we want to sharpen our abilities to understand others, it's crucial that we learn to listen more attentively. There are various levels of listening, and I'm just going to go through five of them. One is ignoring (laughs) when we're not listening at all. Two is pretending when we're trying to show someone that we're interested, but we aren't. Um, There's selective listening, when we only hear what we expect to hear. There's attentive listening, when we pay close attention to what someone is actually saying to us. And then there is active listening, um, when we focus on listening to what someone else is trying to say to us, active listening involves attempting to understand the emotions and feelings of the person speaking, to put ourselves in their shoes, and to share their thoughts. So you need some empathy with this, <laughs> um, with this type of listening, and empathy is a way of deepening connect. of of deeply connecting with other people. It's not the same as sympathy as it involves much more than just being compassionate or feeling sorry for the other person. Empathy involves a deeper connection realization and understanding of the other person's point of view, so not just feeling what the other person feels, but really understanding their point of view or trying to understand their point of view, and so I'm going to go through, like I said, the different types of listening, we'll get into it, Um, and the best way to get into things is just to start, right? So um, whenever we listen to something, um, listen to learn something, we're engaged in in informal listening or listening to learn, right? This goal of listening is relevant to many of our daily situations like being at work or at school, when listening to the news or asking for directions, When we're listening to learn something, we're taking in new information and facts, not criticizing or analyzing. Uh, Informational listening, especially in formal settings such as um, work or school, is usually accompanied by note-taking, where um, the person that's listening records key information so that it can be reviewed at a later stage. And then there is... Critical listening. Listening to analyze or evaluate. Critical listening is much more active than um, informal listening. It's when we listen to evaluate and analyze what's being said. It usually requires some sort of um, decision-making or problem-solving and involves comparisons between what we already know and what we're learning. If we're engaged in informational listening, we're mostly concerned with gathering new information and facts. Critical listening, on the other hand, is about analyzing opinion or making a judgment. The use of the word critical in this context does not necessarily mean that we're claiming that the information is somehow flawed or faulty. Um, Rather it's uh, critical listening refers to being fully engaged in what we're listening to by asking ourselves questions like what's the main point that the other person is trying to make or How is what I'm hearing different from my beliefs or opinions or the knowledge that I already have? Critical listening is therefore a fundamental aspect of learning. So even though informational listening is listening to learn, critical thinking or critical listening rather is um, fundamental to actually learning. Making judgments during listening is usually considered um, a barrier to understanding someone. And this is absolutely true. However, critical listening occurs when your goal is to understand what the other person is saying. But you also have some responsibility or reason to evaluate what's being said to you and how it's being said. For example, If there's an an election coming up and you need to decide who you want to vote for, you would probably use some form of critical listening when um, watching a debate on TV. You listen and you evaluate. It's important when listening critically to maintain an open mind and not be biased by preconceived ideas or stereotypes. By doing this, you'll become a more effective listener and widen your perception and knowledge of other people and their relationships. Active listening demands that you give your full concentration to what is being said as opposed to just passively hearing the message of the other person. A conscious effort to hear not only the words that the other person is saying, but more importantly, trying to understand the complete message they're trying to get across. Active listening is a skill that can be developed with practice. However, it can be challenging to master and requires time and patience to develop it. It requires you to listen with all of your senses. It's important that the active listener demonstrates that they're listening. Otherwise, the speaker might conclude that what they're talking about is uninteresting. You can demonstrate your interest through both verbal and nonverbal communication, such as maintaining eye contact, smiling and nodding your head, agreeing by saying yes or simply mm mm-hmm to encourage them to keep speaking. Offering the other person uh, feedback will usually help them to feel more relaxed and they'll then communicate more easily, honestly and openly. Active listening requires patience. If you're reflecting back their words, thoughts, and feelings, this gives them the opportunity to clarify and reflect for themselves. So allowing them space and silence to do this is crucial. Do your best not to jump in with comments each time there's a few seconds of silence. Speakers generally want listeners to show that they're actively listening to what they're saying by responding appropriately. This can be through both verbal and nonverbal communication. The first key to um, active listening is nonverbal signs, okay? Nonverbal. Smiling can be used to demonstrate that the listener is paying attention to what's being said or as a means of agreeing with what the other person is communicating. Combined with the nods of the head, smiles can be very powerful in affirming that you are listening to and understanding what the person is communicating. Maintaining eye contact usually demonstrates that you're interested in what's being said. Um sometimes though be careful with the eye contact because sometimes it could come across as creepy <laughs> or intimidating especially if the speaker is a shy person. So do your best to gauge how much eye contact is appropriate in um whichever situation you're in. Posture is important to consider. Adopting a physical stance that makes you appear open and receptive to hearing what the other person is saying is um, a good way to portray that you are listening. If you are actually facing the person, that will demonstrate that you are present and attentive. Uh, it will also help you to read the other person's nonverbal cues. Avoiding turning your body away or crossing your arms, leaning in towards the other person. If you're sitting, sit up tall um, and lean forward in your chair. That that actually shows that you are attentive and listening. Those are these are nonverbal signs of active listening. Also, mirroring or reflecting uh, the facial expressions used by the speaker can demonstrate active listening. This can help show that you are um, empathizing with them. Focused people who are actively listening won't get distracted from what the other person is saying and will stop themselves from doodling, fidgeting, looking at their watch, picking their fingernails, or playing with their hair. Those are all nonverbal signs of not listening or just being distracted, Um, and you may be hearing what the other person's saying, but you're not really listening, Um, or it shows that you're not really listening. Verbal signs of active communication, we kind of touched on some of these by saying yes or simply "Mm mm-hmm that encourages people to continue to talk. The positive reinforcement of verbal signs are some encouraging words like that. However, you should do your best to use them sparingly so that you don't distract from what they're trying to communicate. Frequent use of words and phrases like yes, indeed, or very good can sometimes um, irritate the person that's speaking. So It's usually better to elaborate and explain why you agree with the person when you've said a yes or mm mm-hmm. Remembering details and ideas from previous conversations demonstrate that you were paying attention and will encourage the person uh, to continue on with their conversation. Asking relevant questions will indicate that um, to the person speaking that you've been paying attention and that you're genuinely interested in what they have to say. Asking helpful questions can help you gather information and learn more about the other person. Questioning is really important in in building stronger relationships and will help you to manage other people more effectively. I know when when people ask me questions about what I said, whether it's a conversation from before or whether it's the current conversation, it really helps me to relax a bit um, because it makes me feel like, oh, they're actually interested in what, I, what I'm what i saying, as opposed to asking me something from a previous conversation that we've already had. <laughs> then it just makes me feel like, okay, I don't even know why they're asking because they I literally had this conversation with them before and here we are again having the same conversation. So (laughs) um, these things are real. There's two types of questions that you can ask. You can ask open questions or closed questions. And and, and many people do this without even knowing that they're, what they're doing. But a closed question will usually receive a single word or um, a very short Factual answer like if I ask, are you hungry and you the only answers you can say is yes or no I mean you can say yes and elaborate or you can say no and elaborate, but the answer is yes or no <laughs> So open questions will elicit longer answers and they usually start with what? why or how? those are um, descriptive questions. So it describes either how a person is feeling or their thoughts or their opinion. So you can also say, describe to me, fill in the blank, or tell me about and fill in the blank. You can say, why did you react that way? If you're looking for description, describe the situation in more detail for me, please. And that will give you know, like that opens up the question. So open questions can be used to initiate a open conversation. Like, what did you get up to when you were away? Or if you want to find out someone's opinion or perspective, you can say, what do you think about the changes that we've made? Or what do you think about that, fill in the blank, whatever situation it is for you. And, um, it, Open questions can also help you to find out further details, like what else do we need to do to resolve this problem? Open questions are very good for communicating. Uh, Closed questions can be used to conclude a discussion or to make a decision. An example of that would be, so now that we're all aware of what's happened, can we agree that that this or these are the right next steps to take? Closed questions can be used to test your understanding or someone else's understanding. And closed questions can be used for uh, frame setting, like uh, are you satisfied with the service you received from um, your your doctor or your coach? However, an out-of-place closed question can quickly kill a conversation and lead to awkward silence. They're best avoided in conversations where you want a flow to go. And I don't know if you've ever been in that type of situation where <laughs> where it's just like one question, like there's a nice little flow conversation going and then there's a Yes or no question, and then there's this awkward silence. I personally don't mind awkward silences. I'm okay with silence, but some people get really, really uncomfortable with silence. I just think, well, okay, we've talked about what we need to talk about, but some people don't, right? You get really uncomfortable. They try to fill in the space, and that can go awry as well. So... Learning how to ask open questions and closed questions is vital to good communication. So let's talk about reflecting. Reflecting is the process of restating and paraphrasing the words or feelings of the speaker. There are two main types of reflecting, uh, mirroring and paraphrasing. Have a hard time with the word mirroring. <laughs> okay. Mirroring is a very simple type of reflecting and it involves uh repeating almost exactly what the speaker has said. Mirroring is short and simple and it, it's usually enough to just repeat the um last few words or Keywords that were spoken. This demonstrates to the speaker that the listener is doing their best to understand their perspective and is encouraging them to, and to continue with their opinion, whatever it is that they're speaking about. Paraphrasing is a little bit different. When paraphrasing, the listener chooses the most important details of what the speaker has shared and reflects them back. Paraphrases can be one or two brief sentences or even just a few words. Paraphrasing is not about repeating back what the speaker has shared, but instead it's about capturing the essence of what they've said through rephrasing. When you paraphrase, it demonstrates that you're not just listening to what the speaker is saying, but also trying your best to understand what the Um, speaker is saying. Paraphrases should be non-judgmental and not based on any assumptions or prejudices. This technique can seem quite unnatural at first and demands practice in order to feel comfortable with it. My husband and I we do this thing that we call drive-through communication and it really is about paraphrasing and the whole point of the um, process is to give the other person justice so when you go through a drive-through and we and 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 we did not make this up by any means so i'm just let me put that out there right right now i don't know who was the founder of drive-through communication? And but we we do practice it. Um, so basically, the idea is to give the other person justice, right? So when you go through a drive-through fast food restaurant or whatever, they ask to take your order, and you give them the order, and then they repeat back the order. And then you can say, yes, that's correct, or you forgot my fries, or I didn't ask for a drink, or whatever the case, I don't want the combo, whatever, right? So that's the whole idea. So if I have an issue, or if he has an issue, and usually he has an issue with me, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> He'll either say, can you take my order, Or if I notice a mood change, I'll say, hey, can I take your order? And then he'll tell me what it is that is bugging him or what's on his heart. And then I repeat back to him what I hear. And I generally say, um, what I hear you saying is, and then I paraphrase what it is that um, he said. And then he can say, yes, you know yes, that is what I said. Or no, that's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> it's really good. If you want to know more about that whole drive through communication, let me know. I I could maybe do a blog or something on it that um, describes or instructs you step-by-step. So that is it with paraphrasing. Again, it should be non judgmental and not based on any assumptions or prejudices. Clarification involves asking the speaker questions to ensure that the correct message has been received. This usually involves the use of open questions, which allows the speaker to expand on the necessary points. This might involve the listener asking the speaker to repeat something or provide examples if they're unsure of what was meant. And clarification is super important, especially if you don't know what was meant by um, the statement or what someone says. The listener could even summarize a message to the speaker to check that their understanding is correct. So you can paraphrase what the um, speaker said and ask for clarification on it. Clarification simply means to make clear. The goal of clarification is to make sure that the person speaking and the listener are on the same page and share the same understanding of what's being said. This way, you can identify any areas of misunderstanding and resolve them at that point instead of going off of assumptions. Clarification also helps to reassure the person speaking that the listener is attempting to understand what they're saying and is genuinely interested in them. And so it's this part of the communication is super important because I know Um, Some people get really agitated when people ask questions for clarification um, and they get a little impatient about the person not understanding what they're saying. So. This is a very important step for both the speaker and the listener in being able to make sure that you're on the same page. The speaker may think that they're being clear, but they're not being clear. And so to make sure that if you are the speaker and people ask you questions to have the patience and the grace to uh, get through those questions. Everyone's understanding is at a different level and depending on how you communicate it to that person, if you are clear in your communication. The last thing that I want to talk about in, with active listening is summarizing. So one way that a listener can clarify what the speaker means is to use a summary, which reviews parts of or even the entire conversation. A good summary will confirm that the listener and speaker understand each other. A summary is most effective if it's given from the speaker's perspective. The listener should look to summarize the main points that the speaker has communicated. They should consider what the speaker is trying to accomplish in the communication. It's important that the listener does not introduce any new main points into the summary. If you do introduce new points, you should make it clear that you are adding them, not that that is what the speaker said. It's important that the listener is as concise and straightforward as possible when giving the summary. Once the summary has been offered, the speaker can then have the opportunity to correct the listener's understanding or agree that the listener understood what was being said. This is important in order for the listener to fully understand the speaker. Whenever it's necessary, the speaker should be encouraged to express themselves again. This gives the person listening another chance to get clearer on what the speaker actually meant. When you are summarizing, you have to make a a real effort not to just hear what the other person is saying, but more importantly, to understand the whole message that they're trying to put across. Don't interrupt them and do your best not to become distracted by your own thoughts or opinions because there could be something that they say that you don't agree with or a point that they've made that you don't agree with, but maybe there's also points that you do agree with. And so it's important to listen to the whole conversation and try to um, understand the whole message, not just bits and pieces. I really feel like that's what's wrong with communication today. One, active listening. There's very (laughs) few people actively listening um, because they're not listening to the whole message they Take one little sentence or one little piece and they run with it and it is just ridiculous. Don't interrupt and do your best to not become distracted with your own thoughts and opinions. Offer them your complete availability when you are actively listening. And let the goal of the conversation be to understand the other person by asking appropriate questions and then simply listening to them. Do your best to make use of all of these active listening skills that um, I've identified so far. And just to review, there are different levels of listening. There are five different levels of listening. One, ignoring. Two, pretending. Three, selective listening. Four, attentive listening. And five, active listening. Listening. What we really talked about here is the attentive and active listening portions. And with that is informational listening, which is listening to learn, critical listening, which is listening to analyze or evaluate, and active listening, which is putting yourself in the other person's shoes and focusing on the feelings and, the, and really trying to understand the emotion of the person that is um, speaking. Then we talked about nonverbal signs of active listening and verbal signs of active listening. Nonverbal signs are all of the, um, the smiling, eye contact, your body posture. Um, verbal signs are... Agreeing, saying a yes or mm mm-hmm, questioning, open and close, questioning, reflecting, mirroring, paraphrasing, clarification, and summarizing. Again, all of these things take time and patience and practice. You can become very, very good at communication and um, in your communication skills if you take the time to practice. You won't get it the first time around. And some of these things you may have been practicing. And so some of these tools will help you to enhance your communication and to just get better and better. But again, like I said, it takes practice. And not giving up and really just taking yourself out of the equation and really trying to listen to what others are saying. Communication skills are important, guys. I know that they teach it in college, but it should be taught in junior high and high school and, you know, all those things. Um, Just literally, it could take a lifetime to really get these things to a place where you're not really struggling to have conversations with people and that you do Show empathy and um, active listening when you are talking to other people. So this is part two of our series, guys. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for hanging out with me. If you want to have more conversations like this, come on over to my Facebook group, Intentional Life Community. We have conversations that are open like this. Uh, open questions (laughs) so that you are with like-minded people. And that's it. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. I do. I do. And I will see you for part three of our communication skills series. Bye.
0: If you love this episode, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review on the Apple podcast app. You can also share your favorite episode over on Instagram at Stephanie Hicks Co. I would love to see screenshots of your favorite episodes. And if you're looking to connect with me further, join my Intentional Life Community Newsletter, where I share training and tips to awareness, acceptance, and alignment. You can sign up by heading over to stephaniehicks.co scroll to the bottom of the page and click the link to join the community